This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Widmer here, along with fellow man-child, Johnny Carlin. And we are back for another edition of the Rick and Johnny Podcast right here on Most Valuable Podcast. This is where we go ahead and talk about everything under the two nerdy suns. Yeah, I got it, I got it. I don't want to talk over the whistles, because I feel like in past episodes... I've talked over I was kind of hoping you would because I don't want people to actually hear it. It's supposed (laughs) to be like in the background. Johnny's like, I'm kind of doing it while Ricky's talking. But we got a jam-packed show for you guys today. Actual double podcast day is we're going to have our glass review coming out also. And this will not be like the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse where I said we were going to have that and then we ended up not being able to do that. Um, This is not going to be a fake out. We will have our glass review as well. But today, Johnny... We got a Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. We finally get to see it. We're going to break it down, tell you what we think about it. Then we're going to take a look at another new trailer we got, kind of a teaser trailer for the new Ghostbusters movie. Take a look at that. Also take a look at why Leslie Jones is kind of upset about the new Ghostbusters movie. Ghostbusters. And then we end the Ghostbusters. And then we are going to end things out with a little good old game of thrones but before we get into everything make sure to check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast that is where you guys can call in and be on the podcast ten dollar tier you can vote on some topics at the five dollar tier you get an exclusive patreon podcast at the one and two dollar tier so go ahead and check that out down below because we cannot do what we do each and every week without the support of our wonderful great fantastic patrons but Johnny, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's get started with everything. Yeah. As we're going to talk about Spider-Man Homecoming. And this is a trailer you and I have kind of talked about already. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a text read through um, when this trailer was shown at Brazil Comic Con. Um, I'm just going to ask you right up front, overall thoughts of the trailer now that we actually get to see it with our own two eyes. I'm actually very excited about a lot of this. Um I don't know what I'm trying to think where to start. Um, and that's the same with me. Why threw it to you? I was like, I just, there's so much in here. Let's start at the very beginning. And this is kind of the question that people have had is the interesting thing about this trailer is they don't want to give up anything about Avengers Endgame. Yeah. How much, like, the film is supposed to start moments after Avengers Endgame. Do you think there will be a time jump at all between the beginning of the movie and what we see at the beginning of the trailer where Peter's getting ready for his trip? Days, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a week or two. Because, like, yeah, it takes a little bit of time to plan a trip. But, mm-hmm. like, maybe, like, shortly. It's going to be, like, shortly after because it's going to be, like, the cleanup of everything. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like there's a whole lot that's been yeah, down the drain already. Everything yeah. is, like... And not that there's a ton of, like, it doesn't seem like there's going to be a ton of time spanning between what happened in Infinity Wars and what's going to happen in Endgame and mm-hmm. then into Spider-Man. It doesn't look like there's going to be a ton of time in between all those. I think that they've said, like, a couple months, maybe, at the most. Yeah. Between Infinity Wars. And that doesn't War. really leave a lot of, like, stuff to, like, fall in. Enough time for Tony Stark to be at the end of his rations, basically. Yes. Um, that is supposed to be, that could, that could take, like, 
just weeks, mm-hmm. not even months. True, or like depends a on month. It could take like a month. It could take a few weeks. Yeah. It could take two months. It depends on how many rations were there and how much oxygen it holds. And they've only got two mouths to feed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and then if he, they thought about rationing right off the bat, mm-hmm. then there you go. The interesting thing to me, though, with Spider-Man Far From Home is, and I've got the trailer just on loop here. If you guys haven't seen it, um, what are you doing? First off, I'll put it down below in the description, but... There's the part where he looks at his suit in the closet closet and goes, no, Europe doesn't need a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Um, do you think that is because, like, a lot of what I'm seeing is, oh, that's probably because of all the events that went on in Endgame yeah, and like, Infinity I need a, War. Kind of in the back of his head saying, I need, I need a, a break. I need a break mm-hmm. from being Spider-Man, especially since you just got turned into dust. You were gone and now you're back. Yeah. I couldn't imagine what kind of toll that would take, mm-hmm. for one. So, I mean, yeah, I, it's like I wouldn't blame him for, like, looking at the suit and just closing the closet. Even actually pauses before he closes his suitcase again, like, to think again about it. However, I did see there's the a different version, I believe. There's two that mm-hmm. are out there where he, oh, like, TSA agent is, like, checking a suitcase and he opens it, and there's the Spider-Man suit just sitting there yeah. in his suit. Like, Aunt May basically, hey, you forgot this, oh, and yeah. shoved it in there. And the TSA agent is just like, you can't have this. And it's basically like a bottle of water or something. He goes, yeah, that. I'm sorry. Basically, it's like, the Spider-Man suit is staring at you, and you have no questions about it. Probably not. I'm just a weird cosplayer at this point. Yeah. And I really never, like Spider-Man. I mean, you never know. <laughs> what is one thing with this that you are really excited about moving forward? Mysterio. That's okay. I is didn't that, know how quickly you wanted to jump to the very end, because we only get Mysterio very end, right at the end of the trailer. I guess so. But like it's cool. I let's let's jump into something else before we like okay. really hit it on Mysterio. There's like two separate Spider-Man suits that we're gonna get now. Mm-hmm. One looks like his sort of average one, but it's black and red. Yeah, at it's least closer that's what the, like, to the original, like the original suit from the comics, where it yes. was more red and black compared to red and blue. Well, it had to be red and black in the comics because yeah. and they used the blue for shadowing, mm-hmm. and then it ended up being more blue than black, so that's how it switched over. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, yeah, they got that one, and then there's the stealth suit one that looks like it's literally he's a shield agent, mm-hmm. which is another item. or a sword agent. Like there's or a sword. there are we certain don't people necessarily know if we have rights. To I that know by then there are certain people that are like, huh? There's a little portion on that sh- shoulder plate that could really fit a sword logo if they wanted. Here's to the thing. There. I, here's the thing. So yeah, the movie comes out at like what July, mm-hmm. right? July, and, like, 7th or 8th. And we talked about in another podcast where we're supposed to get um, rights to Fox by uh, March, sometime in March. Um, I don't know if there's necessarily en- enough time to do all, like, any retakes to make w- put the word sword in there where Nick mm-hmm. Fury has probably already said shield in this movie. It's, or he it, might not have said anything. He may all. not have said shield at all. Um, in that case, I don't know if they would put the logo for sword on there right away unless they're going to actually introduce sword in the sh- in the show in the movie. So, Johnny, I almost got really scared. Why? Um, because this year, yeah, VidCon got moved. Really? Usually it's like the end of June. Mm-hmm. And like last year, it was like, oh, well, the Transformers movie came out that time. Yeah. Um, so that movie got screwed. 
Um, this year it's in July. Mm-hmm. And for a second, I had a panic attack of like, oh my God, is it going to be the same weekend as Spider-Man? Because obviously I will be in California. You will be um, back here. here in Chicago. Um, good news. Spider-Man Far From Home comes out July 5th. Mm-hmm. VidCon's the next week. Okay. So it's basically Spider-Man. Okay. VidCon. Then Ricky leaves for VidCon. Um, but yeah, with me, the Mysterio thing was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Yeah. Especially like the first time you see him and the line he delivers is like, oh my God, I'm going to like Mysterio. Also, the thing I'm going to throw out there is this is something I said in the, and I'll probably, if I haven't already, had it pop up above Johnny of our conversation um, where we talked about S.W.O.R.D. possibly being introduced. Mm -hmm. We mentioned in there about Marvel and the MCU going more cosmic. Yeah. And the one thing I threw out is, what if Mysterio tricks Nick Fury into thinking he's a cosmic entity or a cosmic hero, kind of like we see in Doctor Strange? Yeah. But then he has that villainous turn where it's like everything just goes to shit, and then he is battling Spider-Man at the end. Based off of what I've seen, I still believe that because... The green beams, the green everything with what's coming out of his hand. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, it looks like Doctor Strange. It looks like Mysterio saw footage of Doctor Strange during Infinity War and was like, I can do that. I can make that effect with my hands Mm -hmm. so that they think I'm using the same mystic powers as Doctor Strange. Like, he looks, he looks, his powers, and even, like, sort of the suit, look like a combination of, well, maybe not the suit so much. Mm-hmm. The powers, though, for sure, look like a mixture of Doctor Strange and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Because he's flying around. Because he's coming out of the hands. It's coming like, out of the hands, race. but it's also like he's flying around. And the, it looks like it's almost like it's being hidden however he's flying with mm-hmm. the smoke around his feet and the mm-hmm. green smoke. But then it's like, Coming out of his hands is like half laser beam, sort of like Iron Man, and half smoke. And if you yeah. look also, like there's different points where one time it's just out of straight out of his hands, like this pyramid out mm-hmm. of each hand. And there's one time, uh, it's, it'll loop around it again for a second for me. Um, it's like all the full like Doctor Strange circle in front of him mm-hmm. and a big beam. So like it's it's interesting how it looks like a combo. Yeah. What I'm interested to see is when well, he gets the fishbowl. The shield looks like like the circle one. Yeah. So what it looks like to me because like I end. rewinded it is when he shoots out the beam, they're triangles. Yeah. But when he's fighting and here's another thing is he fighting Hydro Man or is he just fighting an elemental? We'll get into that or, in a second. When that fist comes in, the circle is like a shield yeah, where he's exactly. using that um, to defend. And if you stop it at that point, we do have the fishbowl. Mm-hmm. When, oh, he, yeah. when he flies in to yeah, he does have it on to face Hydro Man, he's got the fishbowl on. Yeah, I did I, see that now. Which I did notice the first time, and I'm like, oh, my God, I know it's small. It looks baller to I love see it. the fishbowl like – like, just seeing him when he flies in on the cloud, like, I'm like, oh, my God, that's what Mysterio looks like. That is the costume that I would expect for a Mysterio character. No, Marvel did a great job on uh, portraying uh, Mysterio in the in mm-hmm. the MCU. 
I, I love how it looks. I love um, the whole aspect so far. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if, I know you called it elemental. I wonder if it's his own, like. Well, and that's what I wanted to get into is because the theory is, yeah. here's the theory, is that the, because we see different elementals. Like the one at the end with the water is different because we've heard rumors that there's going to be some different villains in the movie, there's going to be. We've heard Hydro Man. I think we've heard. Oh, is it like Volcano Man or something? Basically, he's got volcanic like powers, mm-hmm. and we see an elemental like that. True. In here, we also see like a rock elemental. What people are kind of thinking is that these elementals are special effects by Mysterio. Yeah. To kind of make it seem like whole. I am what I really am. I am a hero. Yeah, basically, I can I can help you guys out here. The only question is, for me, I'm kind of thinking, what if it was like, okay, the first two they fight? Yeah, those were Mysterio elementals. What if that water one really is Hydro Man? True. And Mysterio's like, oh, I can do this, and then goes, oh, no, I can't. I cannot. This is not one of mine. And that's where they basically find out, hey, you're a fraud. You've been duping us. You've been mm-hmm. duping Spider-Man. You've really been duping Nick Fury this whole time. Yeah. Uh, that would be that's actually what I was gonna say earlier was um what if those are all his mm-hmm. except maybe like you said, 50-50 and Hydro Man. Maybe it is his, maybe it isn't. Mm-hmm. Um because that one it almost seems like he swoops in and saves the day. Um, yeah. But I mean that's all all effects from the trailer, True. so who knows? But but how he does it too is like, yeah, you got a point. How he comes in, has that superhero line and then flies right in. Yeah, exactly. Unless they just cut it up that they way. They could they that, could have cut it up that way. When he drops in, yeah. who knows? He might not even be fighting Hydra Man. If you, when he dropped in, you see all the destruction behind him. It could mm-hmm. be when he was fighting the, that rock elemental yes. or the sand or whatever. Yes. Um. So that's my thought is that those are his. My, now the other thing I'm starting to think is what if he's like, yeah, they're doing like a special effects prop thing. What if he does sort of have some of the powers that Doctor Strange has? Mm-hmm. Like what if some of it is sort of... Magic, because those are pretty, spe- like pretty harsh special effects to be special effects, especially out in the open. So what if they like? And I get Marvel is going to take mm-hmm. liberties like that. So what if it's like not like as powerful as Doctor Strange, but he dabbled in something, not knowing it's like Doctor Strange necessarily, and I, that's how he got his, his like such high acclaim in in props and effects. Go more the Iron Man route with that. Okay. What I think it might be is. I don't think they're going to give him mystic powers or, like, he dabbled in these mystic powers. Yeah. What I think it's going to be... Just high, high tech? Basically. Like, maybe he Makes found sense. some Shatari tech before everything got wiped out with Spider-Man Cleaned Homecoming. Up. And he used that within his special effects, and that's how he's able to make them, like, actual beams. Is like, maybe, like, in his gloves or... Those um, vanguards that he has. Van braces. Van braces that he has um, around his arms. Maybe that has some Shatari tech in there. Yeah, I was saying more so making those other elementals if it's not actual characters. I mean, maybe it's for that, it's just like lighting tricks. That's what I would think of. Where it's like, not like a, hey, I can put my hand through it like Scooby Doo. (laughs) But I think it's like high tech. It could be, yeah, very like high tech something because or another. Because especially if that if that water elemental one is staged by him, 
of course he's going to fly in and he can have it all um, choreographed out. Like, yeah, True. oh, it's supposed to hit me and I'm supposed to defend myself. But then I push back and it's all mapped out already all that's true down. so yeah yeah scripted is the word i'm looking for so i'm intrigued i'm intrigued to, i'm intrigued to see how they're going to play out um those as if they are if they are his own effects and mm-hmm. how he's done them mm-hmm. but no that would be i think that would be a really cool dynamic to have him like tricking everyone fury and everyone else just to see um, how the how that plays along because that would make sense for Mysterio and finally flip him over to the villain side and mm-hmm. maybe end of Act Two, yeah. Before we go into the final act, act and make three. make Spider Man actually have to go up against him. And the thing I'm looking up is because Hydra Man was one of them, mm-hmm. and like I said, I thought there was one more that um, people had said might be in there. Let's see. Um. Okay, so this is from an IGN article. Um, the Elementals and Hydro-Man, origin and background. So arriving from a distant universe and establishing their own kingdom here before running afoul of a place called Egypt, the, van- the vanquished Elementals, Hydron Water, Magnum Earth, Hellfire, duh, and Zypher Air Wind, um, spent the rest of their Marvel Comics career trying to gain control of a MacGuffin called the Ruby Scarab, um, sometimes with the enslaved Nakantu, the living mummy, as muscle. At one point, Zypher switched sides, and still and still later, Miss Marvel found herself in the middle of another attempt to re- wrest control of the Scarab from other hands. Um, so that's kind of what... Let's see here. Oh, that's Sandman. Okay. Because that's them saying that some people thought that um, the rock elemental that we saw Mm -hmm. could be like a Sandman. And them saying, no, that's not Sandman. Um, But what people are saying is that it could be, hey, those are elementals. Maybe it's the elementals that I just mentioned. The other one, though, could be Hydro Man. Yet again, we don't know. They could have changed it. Hey, we're going to have Hydro Man in there. Now we're not. Um, all we know right now is it's an elemental um, water, basically water elemental. Um, but everything with Mysterio, I can't wait to see more of that. And I can't wait to see Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. I want to ask you about Nick Fury. Yeah. And his whole involvement in this is what do you think? Why do you think will be the reason he comes to get Spider-Man? Because he kind of surprises him, and he find like he goes, "I finally get to meet the famous Spider Man," as he's just sitting in his hotel waiting for him, and has just knocked out Ned. No, I, I'm trying to think how he's going to play into it. Aside from mm-hmm. maybe trying to do the, the same thing he does with everyone, sort of pep talking him. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he noticed that there's Spider Man's disappeared for like such and such. Like maybe it's been like a few days already. It's mm-hmm. like, hey. Spider-Man's not showing up anywhere. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I got to track him down and see what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. And tracks him down and finally he's like, okay, I finally get to meet you. Mm-hmm. And then. And then they just kind of, oh, we've got problems here. And like, they hey, I also, I, I sort of have a mission for you anyways. I need you. Like, that's typical of Nick Fury. Like, mm-hmm. Spider-Man disappears for a few days. 
it's like okay, well, I got a mission for this. Or he's not. You know, he's he could, hell. He could be keeping tabs on him anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's not like well, he Nick Fury's keeping tabs on everyone. Jeremy. Exactly. Here's the thing I don't understand with that. So I shouldn't is, even say that. It's just he has a mission that Spider-Man needs to, mm-hmm. that he needs Spider-Man for. When it comes to the suits. Yes. My thought process is, let's say Aunt May does put it in the suitcase. So he mm-hmm. does have his suit. Yeah. Is the black suit going to be basically, Spider-Man's like, well, I can't use my suit because there's not a, like... There's too many clues that would point to who Spider-Man may be. Yeah. Um. So is that where Nick Fury is going to be like, oh, I have a suit. The black suit will be the first suit he uses. And then act three, he gets the red suit and black. that we see with the red and black, the, the web the... wings that pop out. Yeah, you know what? Maybe when they're the... closer in London, because it looks like they, they're in Italy for a little bit. There's going to be a European London. Trip, yeah. yeah, they're going to be all over Europe. Um, yeah, you know what? I think that would be the, the case, because it, it obviously would point to, like, hey, one of these kids is Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So Spider-Man. Bring spoil. me Spider-Man. <laughs> one more pictures of Spider-Man. Um, yeah, you no. Gotta, you got to throw a JJJ reference in there when you can. Of course. Talking about Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. Um. Yeah, that would that would make sense for the change in suit because then mm-hmm. it's like okay, well, it's like I can't be Spider Man here anyways. It would like it would point out that hey, he's over this this like this group of kids is over here. Mm-hmm. Spider Man's here. Add it all together, mm-hmm. and then one of these kids is Spider Man. Blah 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 blah. Um, but and then Nick Nick Fury can like okay, I got a suit for you, so you don't. Or he's just like. He actually, maybe that was like a teaser, and he's like, I didn't bring my suit. Oh, I got a suit for you. Mm-hmm. And that's where... Because Marvel is all about duping us and making throwing True. things in there that don't actually happen. Like, Well, talking about duping us, go ahead and finish what you were going to say. I was first. actually going to say, like, for example, there's a theory out there that kind of ruins Endgame, mm-hmm. stating that, oh, Tony Stark dies because one of the clues is Pepper Pot's name is on the check for yeah. the thing. It's like, yeah, but... A, what, one thing you I, and I talked you, about before. You told she me She runs the foundation. Yeah, she runs you, all that stuff. You told me that on Friday, and that was my first thought. Is like, but if she's running the foundation and She's going to sign the check. She's going to sign the check, not Tony. You and, think that maybe Tony might sign it just for, like, publicity shit, I though? I mean, but, maybe, but, like, you saw... Like, that's not a big enough reason for me but to the think other one, he's dead. And the other one was that uh, Happy says, you're alone now, kid. Yeah, I mean, but that's another one where it's like again, and I'm just saying, Marvel's all about like duping us, and duping us, and pulling the wool like, over our eyes. They, big example, they threw Hulk. We've, into, been, we've been hoodwinked too many times, Johnny. They threw Hulk into the Infinity Wars trailers mm-hmm. to trick us, knowing he wouldn't be there. No, knowing he wouldn't be there, uh-huh. they didn't have Hulk in there, but mm-hmm. they threw him into the trailer, so we didn't know that Banner was going to have a problem mm-hmm. turning into Hulk. He's going to have some ED issues with Hulk, basically. Yeah, exactly. But he, two last things I kind of want to hit on, um, for sure. I don't know if there's anything else that you think that um, we haven't hit. The first one's the. To me, the minor one where I don't think it's going to be as long as a, of a conversation, mm-hmm. the MJ conversation yes. getting this. I absolutely love how they are now leaning into the romance, it yes. seems like. No, it's nice. It looks like he is going to be with MJ because I will be completely honest. The thing I hated about the amazing Spider-Man, the Andrew Garfield one, was I get they went with Gwen Stacy, and they probably did that to be different than the Sam Raimi who went with MJ. 
I'm sorry. I don't need to see Spider-Man with Gwen Stacy. I want to see him with MJ. And if there's a third wheel into the situation, Johnny, you know who I want that third wheel to be? Black Cat. That's who I want it to be. I want it to be Felicia Hardy, and that is who I want to be that third wheel. See, if you're going to throw one into there, wasn't opposed Ooh. to the Gwen Stacy thing because that's actually in the comics as well. I, I get it. And the yeah. next snap was comic. Like, and then uh, I think it's MJ coming along after that. But we never got there. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. They need basically to on this one, were luckily. like, "Oh, Marvel takes over." Hey, Andrew. Push yeah, that's to the side. why. So we I mean, like this kid. Maybe in the ne- maybe in the next one they were gonna go with an MJ. Who knows? It's never gonna happen. Yeah. Um. But no, we're getting. I like the especially like in the um. I'm gonna say it's the opera mm-hmm. or whatever they're gonna. See. I love her attitude. I I I like how the dynamic of like he's stumbling over his mm-hmm. words because he has a crush on her now mm-hmm. is going. I think that's well, hilarious and. Typical of someone his age. Because the thing I always liked about the dynamic between MJ and Peter Mm -hmm. is that, and we were kind of talking about this about one of our friends, is, so just to give it a real world example, Mm -hmm. is one of our friends went on a date with a girl and you had told me he didn't pursue anything because it's kind of like he didn't feel intelligently challenged or in some cases didn't feel like there would be pushback where yeah. like for me enough that you would want. Yeah. We're like, I'll be honest. One of my ex-girlfriends, I say this not as like a demeaning joke, but of what it was where it felt like I was dating a puppy dog or it was like, well, what do you want to do? Well, anything you want to do. And it was like, all right, I've got this person that just follows me with whatever I do. There's like, there's no pushback. Yeah. Everything I say is okay. And that's what I've always loved about the MJ Peter Parker relationship is MJ is going to challenge him. MJ is not afraid to speak her mind. And what they're doing in that opera scene already is adapting and showing us the new age MJ to the new age mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Where our 90s Spider-Man and MJ, totally different chemistry between them. I know it's a uh, cartoon instead of live action. But a totally different chemistry between them because the Peter Parker, yes, he was older, but how Tom Holland Spider-Man is, how he's kind of, I'm going to say a little awkward and he's yeah. a little bit of like, just in general, like not sure about things. He kind of feels like an actual kid at times having that person, that that sarcastic asshole, eh, not even an asshole, just that sarcastic character of like, he says something and MJ goes, oh, because that's supposed to validate me um, as a person. And he goes, oh, no, 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 it's okay. Peter, I'm just fucking with you. Like yeah. basically like – and I like how it's that compared to what we've seen between a Spider-Man and an MJ in Sam Raimi um, animated series – Anything that we've watched in the past, it's still sort of the same dynamic to a sense. He's ch- in, the, in the the way that you said he's mm-hmm. challenging her in a certain way, yeah, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. She's challenging him, and not in like a bad challenging way. It's like making him trying to keep him on his toes, mm-hmm. make it like I don't know how else to describe it. It's sort of a keep you on your toes. It's but it's lighthearted and it's fun way of challenging you. Basically, not a um, how I butting see it heads is constantly when you're stressed and that person makes a joke. Yeah, that's what she's relax trying to relax in yeah. a way. Like, hey, Pete, calm down. Like, you don't have to 
It's this flirting. Is not a stressing thing. Yeah, kind of. It's flirting, and like. That's the whole thing I like with it. The last thing I wanted to ask you about, and this yes. probably will be a longer conversation than that. So there's a theory going around. Okay. That the trailer has shown us, and I believe the spot that people are talking about is when we see Nick Fury in a building looking out. Some people say, oh, he's in Europe. Some people say, no, he's not. I want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. Two-part question. Number one. Do you think in Spider-Man Far From Home, we are going to see the new tenants of Avengers Tower? And if yes, who are those new tenants going to be? Seeing as we're in Far From Home, I feel like we're not. Just because, I mean, we're not in New York. That's where our Avengers Tower is. I mean, it would be interesting if we ended up there and, like, saw that then. But I... I Maybe in like an after credit scene or something else, but I don't think we're gonna necessarily see that unless it's like because it doesn't. We're we're not in New York. We're mm-hmm. in we're in Italy. We're in London. We're in France. We're, maybe even. we're only in New York in the beginning. Exactly. And I don't know how brief think, that's gonna. And be. they like Marvel's not one to just kind of throw it in there. Like, hey, it's in the background. Here you go. Well, I mean. It, well, and that's the thing. Not I, I found it exactly. Out of nowhere. When he's, it's the part of the trailer when right after he's gone to the convenience store. Yeah. And he's swinging nope. through. In the background. Okay. The building that looks like it's under construction, that's Avengers Tower. Okay. I'll, I'm waiting to go through, so get through it and see. That is why people are like, ooh, could we see in that scene, could we see maybe who the new tenants are? Here's what I'm thinking. And this is me. My theory hat like is now on. I would say real quick, mm-hmm. maybe hints of it, but we're not. Gonna, I don't think we're actually gonna see like. I like your post credit thing, and I'm gonna roll with that. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna actually like necessarily see the tenants. We're gonna maybe see like a hint towards something. Like Marvel, oh, they, I, they'll put shit in the background. I to, want. This is what I want. Ready? Easter full, the Easter egg shit, but full reveal. Mm-hmm. In the post-credit scene, that I'd and, be fine with. And everybody is saying, "Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four. I get it. The Marvel Fox deal or the Disney Fox deal is exciting. It is. But to me, there is a different tenant that I want to take over that building more so than the Fantastic Four. And who's that? Oscorp. Give me Norman Osborn. That would be in a cool. That one I would definitely like, agree with. Think about this. He's in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. He is disconnected from New York for a summer. A couple months is a long time it is to, have... to be away from somewhere. During that time, Norman finalizing the move into Avengers Tower to where Pete comes home. It could be even at the end where Pete comes home and goes, What is what's Oscorp? And Maybe Aunt May like then explains it to him like oh yeah they're like excited not excitingly but like not negatively because it's just like a new brand new company moving in trying to change the world with their blah 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 blah. Harry and Nor though Harry and mm-hmm. no yeah Harry and Peter were supposed to be friends as kids they could have been could have been like Osborne True. and then goes to Aunt May Oscorp is that. That nor uh, is that Harry's dance, mm-hmm. Bob, and then kind of like that. Cause, introduce because that's an interesting because like it's to like this. they haven't explained like it could have been the like origin. what it's like it could have been when they were five they were mm-hmm. fr- like from like 
five to seven they were friends, and then Harry was yeah. sent to military or boarding school, especially since he's a rich kid. And that introduces... So, post credits so at the end... Yeah. When Peter comes back, mm-hmm. we I like that idea. Let's roll with that. After the credits, day one of the next school year, because... The next school year is going to be pretty damn close by the time they get back, I'm assuming. Yeah, it should be close. Who walks in? Harry. Harry. Now, they would have to have someone casted for Harry, which I don't think that would be plausible. But that is who, like, that is who I want to take over the Avengers Tower because, yes, the Fantastic Four is great. Yes, we want them eventually in the universe. But... How does that help Spider-Man? Exactly. It yeah, doesn't. I mean, like it do- unless you're going to play into he's joining the Fantastic 4 now that the Avengers are broken up after Endgame. Unless you're going to do that. I don't see that though. No. I see Spider-Man kind of being on his own as we're getting in this Nick Fury coming to him which also the whole Nick Fury Tom Holland thing. The thing that I'm wondering is if we're going to get shades of Ultimate Spider-Man, the uh, Josh, not Josh Drake, uh, Drake from Drake and Josh, Mm -hmm. when he was Spider-Man in that cartoon, where it was him and Nick Fury, I mean, of course, like Nova, White Tiger, um, Luke Cage, no, Iron Fist. Iron Um, Fist and Luke Cage, technically. Were they? Power Man is what they call them, but yeah. Yeah, true, they're both in there. Um, Are we going to get a kind of developed relationship closer to what they had, like, are we going to get that humor towards the end where as they get to know each other, Tom Holland is going to use his humor to kind of play back to a relationship we might have seen in Ultimate Spider-Man. That just popped into my head right now as I saw Nick Fury because Spider-Man's going to be on his own. What better way to say, hey, we are bringing in this rogues gallery than saying, here is your Joker. Your Joker is coming to the party. However... Is Marvel going to do that, or are they going to say, no, they've done the Green Goblin before, we're going to leave the Green Goblin alone? I mean, they can do the Hobgoblin. Just because you bring Norman into it doesn't mean you have to do the Green Goblin, by That's the way. true, but it just You be... can just have Harry and Norman there. What you can do is just have Norman the one that start, brings the group together. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, I want Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I want to use him like they always wanted to. They wanted his blood. They wanted to test him so they can do their whatever tests they want. They needed to do on mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Here's my last question. Mm-hmm. This goes off of the theory, the so theorizing that we just, just to had. finish. Yeah. Up. They don't need like it doesn't need to be Norman becomes the Green Goblin to do this mm-hmm. or whatever. It could be just, hey, I want Spider-Man so I can test and do make more Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll never get the Green Goblin with Tom Holland? I'd say only only because we didn't get an origin story, meaning because then there's a plot hole of like it it all depends on how they write it, Mm -hmm. because to me, Peter has to know about Oscorp because that's where the spider bites him. True. That would have to be it would have to somehow be explained Mm -hmm. of like Oscorp being rebuilt or something or why. Mm -hmm. It was never mentioned before because, yeah, we didn't get the stereotypical, hey, spider came down, bit me, blah, blah, blah. Mm. We have, we, 
would have to have some sort of explanation of all that mm-hmm. with um, Oscorp being there. Why? So Oscorp wouldn't be a mystery to him, but mm-hmm. it would be like a distant memory of maybe he was a younger child. Yeah. When he remembered to where it's like my memory is kind of hazy with this to where I don't really remember it. That exactly. kind of a thing. It'll not, just, not even just that. It would have to be like. Oz, like, he would have to bring up, like, hey, Oscorp relocated? Mm-hmm. And not a necessarily, oh, what, what's Oscorp? You'd be, oh, did Oscorp um, relocate? Mm-hmm. Like, this big tower, like, rebuild Avengers Tower is now Oscorp. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that's the only thing I wonder is how, if they're going to do a Norman Osborn, how do they introduce him? And also the thing that I kind of think is going to be unique unique to see is is Sony a part of this deal mm-hmm. going to suggest villains that are different than the video game because in the thing about the video game we got for Spider-Man mm-hmm. Negative Man Kingpin um, Black Cat was in it um, I'm trying to think of other villains off my head but basically Villains that we've seen, you know what? That's kind of a lie because Vulture was in it, mm-hmm. and Vulture was in the movie. Or was so, the Scorpion scra- in it too? Scrap that idea. Yeah, Scorpion was too. I mean, so we got a hinted Scorpion, but we didn't actually get Scorpion. Yeah, and I mean, we know the next game is going to be spoiler alert: um, Venom and Green Goblin because of the post-credit scene in that. Um, but I just, for me, I wonder if they're going to do a Norman Osborn. How would they introduce him? But that's who I want. Avengers Tower to become is Oscorp, not the Fantastic Four, because I think an Oscorp Tower moves the story of Spider-Man along, mm-hmm. but it might kill a um, a Fantastic Four kind of conjoined universe. So I can see why there's both sides. Last thing I want to throw up about this, and I know I've said last time for about the three times, I feel like I'm Dutch from Red Dead Redemption. One more score, Johnny, but... The last thing I got to throw in, because I've got to do it, Mm -hmm. how hard, all of you, did you cry when close the suitcase and you see BFP? I honestly didn't notice it until you pointed it out to me. Ben Franklin Parker, I was like, holy crap, that's our... Because to me, I was like, holy crap, that's our first reference. First true reference... To Uncle Ben. To Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. The first one that solidifies him in the universe. However, I am upset that on the... Um, passport for Peter. They don't have his middle name there. Benjamin. Yeah, they don't have Ben there. Why? Why not have Benjamin there? Go full into the Uncle Benness. Go full into it. Semantics. I also saw one uh, one comment that was funny, and you might not get this because you're not a sports guy, Johnny. Mm. Um, but in the background, the little pennant that's on the wall yeah. says Piazza. He was a famous player for the Mets. Someone commented and was like. Yeah, I think that this tone, this Peter Parker is way too young to have remembered Mike Piazza because he was a baseball player like when we were kids yeah. in the 90s, 2000s. Um, he goes, it should be David Wright unless it's a present from Uncle Ben. I'm like, really? We're going to play that much semantics when it comes to this? It's like I mean, we're going to dip in that hard? Just let it be a Mets thing on the wall because it's New York yeah. and he's a kid from Queens. Just let it be – any final thoughts before we move on into some Ghostbusters? To add to that, yeah, it probably was a gift from Uncle Ben then. Probably. That's I mean, why he would hang it up still. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I mean, 
it doesn't wasn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's a Mets thing. Yeah, it doesn't. Someone matter. actually looking into it. Whatever. To me, <laughs> does not matter whatsoever. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section. What did you think about the trailer? What did you think about anything that we talked about in this one? Because Johnny. We probably went a good almost 40 minutes Ooh. talking about some Spider-Man Far From Home. We cannot wait for it. Cannot wait to see more of it and talk about it because we love to do so. And Johnny, let's move on into our next topic, taking a look at a little bit of Ghostbusters. And before we get into it, because I'm going to mention this website um, during this segment, mm-hmm. go check out our Twitters. You're at War Machine 9085. I'm at Ricky Widmer, also Most Valuable Podcast at Most Valuable Pod. You can go ahead and hit us up, tweet us about anything that we talked about today. And if you need to contact us, you can always contact Most Valuable Pod through the DMs and slide on in. But, Johnny, what we are going to be looking at is there's going to be a new Ghostbusters movie. Dun, 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 Got a trailer dun, dun. for it that's going to be down below in the descript. I would consider it more always. of a teaser trailer. but Oh, it is, but it's still a trailer. Yeah, I it's guess. It's a tease, a um, little bit of a tease. You're a tease. They kind of tease here and there. But uh, all we see from the trailer, in case you don't want to go click it, is Barn in the Night. We hear some like kind of creepy music-ish. Um, we hear the pulses. We see... Um, what looks like the beam, um, yeah. but not really the beam, kind just of the just light from it, of it and a kind bit. of just it going everywhere. Tarp, wind blows, it's the back of the Ghostbusters um, vehicle, and then boom, summer 2020. You know what I was really surprised about, though? What? Like, they didn't take the opportunity that that thing blows up, and even you hear just the faintest... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I mean... I'm not gonna bet. I'm not gonna be too picky, but I'm yeah, not picky. That, but that I'm just I'm, they didn't take the opportunity to do that. That would have that been cool. Like, whoosh, and right as it went to black, dun, 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 and then it fades. Like, and that would have been kind of not cool. even like like full out. It just like mm-hmm, soft, really soft. But version of it, but whatever. Hey, here, that's their choice. Here's the thing I want to bring up because there's not a lot from the trailer mm-hmm. to break down. We'll get to no, that like right. when we get an actual one. But what I want to ask you today is because so apparently this film is going to be taking place after Ghostbusters one. Two. So number one. So it's supposed oh, it's to be. Not after, I thought so it was after the series. The new film. No, 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 no. Listen, okay. the new film is set to be a sequel to the 1984 original. The sequel, which was Ghostbusters Two, came out in 1989. So hmm. it says both the original Ghostbusters and the 1989 follow-up Ghostbusters Two were directed by Ivan Reitman, father of Jason Reitman. Jason Reitman's going to direct this one. Hmm. Um, let's see. The franchise starred Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, and Harold Ramis um, as three blah, blah, blah professors. Yeah, we know. Um, is this just telling me about the, oh, the new film will take place in the same universe as the 1984 and 1989 films. Um, dumping some nostalgic. Well, the trailer footage isn't likely to be seen in the actual movie, it does show a brief look at the Echo One, um, the Ghostbusters vehicle, um, under a tarp, 
blah, blah, blah. I just told you. It really doesn't tell me anything besides that. But we know from the movie, according to Birth Movies Death, um, that it is believed that the main characters will be kids around 12 to 13. Mm-hmm. Um, while presently, uncon- presently unconfirmed, presently unconfirmed, um, sources suggest there will be as many as four teenage protagonists, two girls, two boys. Another report also mentions two kids, but the character descriptions bear a striking resemblance to traits held by Ramus and Aykroyd's characters in the original. So we don't know for sure how many characters there are going to be. Some say four, two girls, two boys. Some say just two characters. Mm -hmm. However, there has been a little bit of backlash with this. And I say a little because a, (coughs) pardon me, a little Leslie Jones, if you don't know who she is, SNL, she was in the 2016 Ghostbuster film with Melissa McCartney, Kristen Wiig, and Kate McKinnon. So somebody tweeted at Jason Reitman and said, you're going to bring back Melissa McCartney, Melissa McCarthy, Christian Wig, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones, right? Because that would be awesome. To that tweet. We have Leslie Jones replying, so insulting, like, F us. We don't count. It's like something Trump would do. Trump voice. Gonna redo Ghostbusters better with men will be huge. Those women ain't Ghostbusters. Ugh, so annoying. Such a dick move. And I don't give a F. I'm saying something. So, Johnny, I want to ask you, is Leslie Jones overreacting or is she right on the ball with her criticism i'm gonna go with as long as the the two boys two girls thing we read is true Mm -hmm. she's overreacting even so she's overreacting there was still the female ghostbusters Mm -hmm. and guess what i'm sorry but it any this it's just business when it comes down to if your if your movie doesn't do well enough for Mm -hmm. them like yeah it may have made its profit back and then some, which is we looked go- over, which is a good point because the budget for the 2016 movie was 144 million, and it didn't make a hundred, or it did make 229 million in the box office. So wait, 229. So it, so it made it cost 144 mil. Yeah, it made 229. So maybe a little over a hundred mil, almost a so, hundred mil, almost so yeah. almost a hundred mil. It that's, got to like maybe eighty mil. Yeah, so it's not that's to a company as big as movie companies. Mm-hmm. That's and okay, we're, and we're talking eighty mil on top of because you think about this, like yeah. on top of your budget, you want it like if you break even, that's bad. Yeah, if that's you're bad. breaking even, your that's, movie's not that good. You're never gonna try that again, mm-hmm. like ever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, 80 mil is like, oh, okay, this is it. Okay. But not enough for us to do it again. Not to mm-hmm. mention, yeah, the, the, the tomato meter, which is what? That's the critics one, yeah, right? So the tomato meter, which it's is 74. Yep. 74. They got a 6.5 out of 10. Yeah. But they had a 51 with the fan rating. Mm-hmm. 3.1 out of 10 or 3.1 out of five. And that shows you like, Hey, yeah, the critics said it was okay. It was decent. But the fans didn't like it that much. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it wasn't. It was like a fifty percent. So it's fifty-fifty flop, back and forth. But does that warrant you to make another movie of that one? No, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be rude. Mm-hmm. On it, to sound rude on any part of that, but 
you don't it's just all business sense you don't want to make one that you don't think is going to work again it's like okay let's go off of the 1980s ones and see with people like that mm-hmm. that part okay you're experimenting now hey we're going to bring in the new gen and i'm kind of surprised i wonder if there's a typo in there somewhere or if that's really what's going to happen mm-hmm. if it's not going to be based off of the at like after the 1989 one Mm-hmm. Because I would find it weird well, that we're gonna go we- in be- like a sequel from the yeah. first one, not from the second. The article is weird though, yeah. Because like I mentioned, how it in the brings fir- yeah. the first paragraph it says it's a sequel to the 1984 original, but then in the second one it says it's going to be in the same universe as the uh, as one and two. I'm assuming it's just going to be Ghostbusters three. Like just think about this. Yeah, it's as basically Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 3, three in this universe is what it's going to be. And guess what? How many how many different things? Like okay, this is let's just take DC mm-hmm. as an example. Yeah, they don't have necessarily. Well, I mean, it mm-hmm. happened. It, it kind of happened in DC in the the actual movie universe. But let's go yeah. DC cartoons. How many different universes are there mm-hmm. in DC just because they make different cartoons for things? True. Exactly. And yeah, I get that. That's cartoons. But that happens. Mm-hmm. Your movie doesn't do that well. You're kind of an alternate universe. Yeah, I mean, and not to mention, plus, this would probably take this 2016 one. I didn't see it myself. I mm-hmm. meant to. Didn't I? To me, I will be completely honest. Yeah, I had no like. Well, I'll say I, at to go. first, I well, I wasn't gonna go, mm-hmm. especially after hearing the review, such some mixed reviews on it. I was going to watch it like on Netflix or something mm-hmm. or Redbox it, but I never got around to doing that because yeah. other movies came out and we went to go see those. Um, so, But my thing was, I'm not like judging the movie itself, but it's like, okay, anyways, even if so, it's a good chance that this, this one would take place after all those events because my guess is it took place in 2016. It looked like it was modern day. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one's probably like in the 90s, the two, early 2000s. Let's see. Um, I would think. I believe you're right with the 2016 one um, taking place in modern day. The yep. plot that I'm looking at doesn't give an exact day. Um, but what it seemed like, because they were bringing back, it looked like they were bringing back... Mm-hmm. Um, what you call it, the yeah. Ghostbusters. It says Patty joins the team, um, providing historical knowledge of New York City and a repurposed Hearst Echo One. Yeah. Um. So I mean, for me, the thing I'm trying to find out is movies that came out because the thing that I think is most important to this conversation is the money part of it. Because yeah. I read to you. There was so the same person that had that original tweet, yeah, replied to Leslie Jones and he said, I didn't say that, I want you ladies back. And somebody replied to him saying this, but no one else does. People that complain about what movies should have in them or who should be represented maybe should go actually support those products because when you get what you want and it loses money. Why do you think the studio would do it again? It's like you said, it's a business thing where it just comes down and, to business. And let's be completely honest. Like the 2016 Ghostbusters film, I am going to say this. It was already fighting to get out of a hole as soon as it started. Am I yeah. saying that is justifiably right? No, it is not. It should have been taken on its own merits of Will it be a good movie? Not what, like, there. I'm not saying everyone, but there was a subsection that was like, female Ghostbusters? F this, F that, not my Ghostbusters. 
and that kind of stuff. Exactly. And you don't it should that shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that way. However, if that affects the box office, it just it, comes down like, to business at business that point. Is, it's all they're about not, the, it's all about the Benjamins. They're not in the they, end. whoever whatever um I don't know I don't know who actually is the um movie mm-hmm. company for this is Universal yeah. or is it what is it? This one was I don't know honestly off the bat. So let's see. It was distributed by Columbia. Okay, so Columbia is not going to be looking at that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we need to represent girls. We need to represent this group. We need to it's like how much are we making off of this? Mm-hmm. That's a, that's all it comes down to to them. For the most part it's yeah, they're going to try and diversify when they're making the movie, if they can. Mm-hmm. But it all comes down to how much money are we making off of this? We need to make, we need to, at minimum, at very minimum, make back what we've spent on the movie. Mm-hmm. 80 mil? How many movies really make 80 mil that are actually really well, good? And that's the thing that I want to kind of look up right now, and I'm trying to get an article coming up with the exact okay i think i might have hopefully found one no this one doesn't have exactly what i want so okay 2016 was a long time ago Um, and i'm trying to find movies that came out that same weekend or that same year and just for example secret life of pets Mm -hmm. that this didn't come out the same Week it came out a week before the Ghostbusters, but I'm going to use this as an example still, yeah, to give you something to talk about so I can find ones that came out that same weekend. Yes, it was animated, mm-hmm. so that is a little different. The budget for Secret Life of Pets 75 million. You want to know how much movie, how much money that movie has made at the box office? Hmm. 875 and a half million dollars. It made eight hundred million more than its budget. Of course, there's going to be a second one. Exactly. Like that is what the businesses look at. And if your movie did not get money for whatever reason it may be, then odds are you're probably not going to get a sequel or another movie to that now, in the end. I found a bunch of movies that came out 2016, and I can name them to you. I don't mm-hmm. obviously. I don't know if they, any of them came out the same weekend. Yeah, but Deadpool came out, Moana came out, Suicide Squad came out, Fantastic Beasts, Su- Marvel Civil War, um, Doctor Strange, just mm-hmm. to name the first whatever six that can, that are labeled here. Yeah. Zootopia came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just even naming the ones that I know of. Mm-hmm. Batman v Superman, Ricky's favorite movie came out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was at the end of the year. I remember that. Yeah, it was. Um, let me see if I can just look up the exact date. So 20th July. Rogue One, The Revenant. Mm-hmm. All these movies came out. Oh, sorry. Revenant Boom. was uh, 2015. I don't know cool. why that one thrown. So I've got it there. here. I've got it right yeah, here. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I'm going to look these up on the fly just to kind of see what we are looking at here. So one of the other movies that came out the same weekend as Ghostbusters, Mm -hmm. Sausage Party. God. And that movie alone, yet like, and this is another thing you got to look at with this one, because all these are not like exact examples. Exactly. But you look at it, it's animated, so it's probably going to be less money to make. Mm-hmm. And plus, it's Seth Rogen and James Franco, and they all do multiple voices. So the movie only costed nineteen million dollars. Yeah, to make 
They made $140 million on that film. Like, that is a return investment that's like, okay, cool. That is a win for what we spent and what we made. Also, what came out during that time is um, The Infiltrator came out during that one. Precious Cargo, which was um, Bruce Willis' movie um, that he was in. Let's see. What were some other big ones that came out? That weekend, um, most of these I'm not even um, recognizing, but it looks like maybe Sausage Party was the biggest one mm-hmm. that came out that weekend. And yeah, man, unless this website is wrong, like there are that weekend was not, like, let's put it this way that weekend was not stacked. And you only made eighty million. Like, mm-hmm. and I get people are gonna say, "Well, guys, like, only made eighty million. Like, what are you talking about? Eighty million is a lot, but it's like, is it really? Is a lot to um, a film company? Mm-hmm. That's the question. And that to me, I would think probably not, because I mean, you're looking to make. I would say you're probably looking to at least make back double your mo- your movie. Yes. How much you spent out? You're probably looking to make back double. You only got. It was, they, you said it was cost them a hundred and hundred and forty four, hundred and forty four, and they made two twenty nine, and they made two twenty nine. You also only got eighty back. You want to probably make, like I said, you probably want to make double. That's what I usually. I get it. Yeah, go ahead. I get it's different, and I get people didn't know it was going to be bad at the time. Oh but no, BVS. Yeah. Oh, okay. They spent two hundred and fifty on that movie. Yeah. Made eight hundred and seventy three million. Now the thing I'm going to say with that that's different to hear is. People didn't know that BVS was going to be a hot flaming pile of dog poop, um, and they were excited to see Batman yeah. and Superman. So that yeah, had they were a hype. excited to see them duke it out. That had a hype behind it, and that's the interesting thing for this conversation is the whole thing that it comes to with the Ghostbusters is really this is the root of the problem. In marketing, an idea came out. And there was a enough of the population that did not like it, that did not like the idea that you presented. Because let's be honest, mm-hmm. with this money, and I know you and I are in not the not the group that was like, I'm gonna boycott this movie, not my Ghostbusters. No, it just but wasn't our priority. It did exactly. It did enough. I'm not even gonna say that say it that way. It didn't do enough. To excite the casual like me and you mm-hmm. to go see it. Exactly. And that is the root of a problem that where if that happens, you cannot, and this is bringing it back to Leslie Jones, you cannot be upset then that the studios don't bring you back. Because if you're not going to make the money, they're not going to use you and they're not going to use your product. Like the thing we have to realize with movies in this day and age is it all comes down to money. Just because you are given something, movie studios are not going to anymore say, all right, we have three movies lined up for you. You get your own trilogy. Like, that's just not going to happen. Whereas nowadays, it's more so the, hey, this is, you really have to make that money the first time so that you can go ahead and, get that second film and not just think it's automatically going to be there for you. Exactly. And the other part of her 
thing with there was an argument that uh, not having women actors do it again, right, or well, something like that. I mean, that's that was one of, of her like, comments, though. Well, she said, "Yeah, get read reread it for me." Because here's the reread. Okay, so insulting, like f us, we don't count. So right there, you can tell the uh, the kind of undertone of women don't count. That's what she's kind of saying in yeah. my mind. In my same, um, I would think that so. she says. It sounds like something Trump would say, and I'm not going to do the Trump voice this time. Aww. Um, do you want me to? Yeah, do the Trump okay. voice for them again. Huge. Huge. Gonna redo Ghostbusters. Better with men will be huge. Those women ain't Ghostbusters. Like, and right <laughs> there you. you're saying the crux of your argument is that we hated it because, like, we hated it because you're women. Yeah, they, let's be fair. There were that group out there, mm-hmm. but that wasn't everyone. Because then that, she says, oh, so annoying. Such a dick move. I don't give an F. I'm saying something. Like, I just, for me, it's like, it would be different if the movie made, with me, it would be different if the movie made more money. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I would say if the movie had made, like, double what they spent on it. So, like, they made, a, like, they made, yeah, so... They made double what they spent on it, which means they made the 144, then they made another 144 mil. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, okay, well, you guys did make double. Why wouldn't you reconsider, like, making one with the, the four of them again? Mm-hmm. But, like, if you, you only got 80 mil, that's not even, du- that's not even doubling what they, like, what the movie cost to make. So they're not going to consider you guys again. You can't be mad. It's not the fact that the, like they're not going to recast women because, like I said, and again, I wonder if she she looked into this at all or she just saw the first thing and said, "Oh, they're rebooting to- Ghostbusters." Well, fuck us. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it says possibly it's going to be it's either going to just be two characters unspecified or two boys, two girls. So there you go. I mean, you can't. Don't be mad about it, and at least until you find out the details. That's the other part. Like you're overreacting, you're shooting, you're jumping the gun. Wait, wait to find out what's going to be happening in this movie. Mm-hmm. All we got so far was some a, an, an old barn, some flashing, some creepy music, and the Echo One. Mm-hmm. We and don't know. It. We don't know what's happening yet. It could be an all girl cast again, but younger. It could be two boys, two girls. It could just be two boys. Mm-hmm. We don't know yet. But it's not the 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 fact of the matter is it's nothing to do with it being the the four of them to a degree. It's not the fact of it being the four women. It's the fact that you guys didn't make enough money off the movie. The mm-hmm. company didn't make enough money off the movie. They're not gonna do it again. Well, and that's just it. Where I wanna last thing I'm gonna do. And yeah. This is kind of the crux of the argument here. Yes. Is if I go list mode, oh, it's going to tell me 2019. I want 2018. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. So here's a perfect example. Yeah. Holmes and Watson. Yeah. That came out this past year at the end of the year. Got a tomato meter of, guess what the tomato meter on this movie was? 58. 10%. Oh, God. It got a 3 out of 10 from the critics. <sighs> Only 7 people out of 69 critics wow. thought that it was fresh. Fresh. The audience, 29%. No, I'm sorry, 28%. A 1.9 out of 5 mm-hmm. was the average for Wow. It. Let's see how much money it made and how much money it cost to spend. Because that's another thing. This is the first live action one, I think, that we're using. 
Yeah. And let's see here. There's the Wikipedia page. So Holmes and Watson. Exactly. It cost $42 million to make. Mm-hmm. It made 38.7. Yeah, they're never going to touch. It did not break even. They're not going to touch that again, ever. And let's be honest, though, too. That one, if I'm not mistaken, came out the same weekend as Aquaman. Which was a bad idea, too. It was not going to win. It was not going to win. Another, again, a bad idea. It's like you don't go. But, I mean, let's be fair. Like you stated, you did look up who else came out that same weekend. Yeah, like Sausage Party was the big one. Yeah, that's really it. There was no other... Big ones that came out. The so only, really, you had to compete with a Seth Rogen sausage party movie, which I think that was a fair chance to be to be honest. Well, let's be on like it. It was a fair chance, but let's be completely honest. Yeah, how many people might have been like, yeah, let's go see Sausage Party instead of Ghostbusters? Like, did it do enough in its trailer to? Then this is the question I'm bringing back. Yeah. Not not the extreme group. The group like me and you. Yeah. Did it do enough to bring a casual fan into the movie? I'm going to say no. No. Well, to be fair, you and I didn't go see either of those at that point. I saw Sausage Party. We didn't see Sausage Party, I though. saw it. With you Brandon. saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I went, but I still made the decision to go see Sausage Party over Ghostbusters. But, like, what, was it the decision, hey, we're like, hey, we're already going to go see a movie. Let's go see Sausage Party. Or it's like... Do I want to go see the movie? Would you have seen it? There was it a if, debate. There would was you have, a little bit of like, a debate. Would you have seen it if you weren't necessarily keen on seeing a movie that day? If Brandon would have said, hey, let's go see Ghostbusters instead, I would have been like, yeah, sure, fine. Exactly. There you um, go. But, I mean, it was, if I had the, we had the choice, yeah. we chose Sausage Party. Like, that was it. Hey, let's go see Sausage Party. Not, hey, what do you want to see? No, the choice was never there because it didn't, it wasn't in the conversation. In yeah. Mind. It didn't do enough. That's the word. Do enough is what I'm saying. Exactly. And I'm agreeing with you on that. I'm just saying, like, I don't think Sausage Party was that big a movie mm-hmm. that, like, Aquaman versus Holmes and Watson mm-hmm. type exactly. thing. Like, yeah, people were walking out of home. I'll be fair. I've read that people were walking out of Holmes and Watson within the first 20 to 40 minutes. So it was like a Delta farce. Sure, I don't know. Do you remember what Delta Farce was? I don't. That was Bill Ingvall and Larry the Cable Guy, where they were, um, oh, what's the premise of that movie exactly? So the I know it like military or something, wasn't it? It was. So they get like dropped in Mexico. Yeah. Um, and what was so what's so funny about Delta Farce, so this movie came out, if you're unfamiliar with it, in... May of 2007. Mm-hmm. So we're juniors in high school at this yeah. time. Would we have been? This would have been end of junior year. End of junior yeah. year going almost into senior year. The plot of this movie, I'll just read the beginning of it. Larry, Bill, and Everett. Everett played by DJ Qualls from uh, The New Guy. The skinny guy and main character from The New Guy. Yeah. Are three friends who each have their own shares of misfortune larry was a waiter who lost his job attempting to publicly propose to his girlfriend um turned out to be cheating on him while on the job causing him to insult a customer bill is lifting is living off a slip and fall lawsuit settlement and is almost constantly berated by his wife over their living conditions um and everett is a nept security guard who was fired after only four days as a police officer after crashing his car into a nail salon. 
The three are members of the state military reserves, although their duties in the reserve mostly consist of drinking, partying at the reserve center once a month. Um, manpower shortage from the Iraq war. They basically get dumped in, where is it? Yeah, a thunderstorm over Mexico. They get dumped in Mexico. And it's their adventure through that. Dave and I made it 20 minutes. We made it to where they got dumped in Mexico, looked at each other and was like, yeah, let's just leave. You want to know the kicker of this? Hmm. We didn't even pay for the movie. This was, we saw a different movie. I think we saw Spider-Man that came out that same weekend. Saw that Delta Farce was starting at the same time, slipped into it. And we always make the joke now that Delta Farce wasn't even worth free. It wasn't worth free, Johnny. Yeah. Like, we sat there and we're like, yeah, let's just get up and leave. So you went and saw Spider-Man. You went to go see Delta Farce because you were there. Well, we just saw it. Like, we didn't plan to double dip. Yeah. But we just saw it and I was like, hey, these these previews looked funny. You want to go see it? And Dave's like, sure, I got nothing else to do. I mean, we're freaking high school kids. What else do we have to do? Yeah, exactly. Um, But basically, yeah, that was it. It was not worth free. So any final thoughts on this before I wrap it up? No, it's just like... Just the th- the thought of don't shoot the gun on things. Mm-hmm. Make sure you know what's going to happen in I, it, and it just remember it's business. It's not personal. And I didn't mean to cut you off there. Wow, I still have the Spider Man trailer playing. Do you throughout this entire <laughs> segment? So my final thought is I get why Leslie Jones is mad. I get it. I would also be upset if I was in a movie and the film studio was not picking me up. For a second movie. Like, I would be upset, too, especially if I thought it was a good movie on my merit and I thought it deserved a second one. But I also, at the same time, cannot justify where she is pointing the gun. Mm -hmm. Point the gun at the studio for not making the movie, although it made money. That's where you should be pointing. Don't point it at this outrage. Like, don't point it at this outrage because... Like, basically, from, and this is me reading into her tweet. If you saw something else, that's perfectly fine. But how I saw it is her pointing the finger because men didn't like our movie because we're women. And then what totally turns me off about it mm. is that I get it. We hate him. He's not a good president. He's a terrible person most of the time. He's shutting down our government. And he's ruining lives. We're on day 20-something, almost 30. But. Just this state. Yeah, yeah, I get that. The point is, he's not an ideal person. Exactly. I, I'm but agreeing with you. I feel like at this point, if you throw Trump into your argument that has nothing to do with him, it's, in my mind, you're discrediting your argument. I agree. You're trying to make it more of a joke than a serious point. In my mind, that is what I think I don't think she even needed to, to throw mention the that Trump sh- thing. That chunk of it did not even need to be in there. There was no point. Yeah, all she had to do was it, it felt like she was making a point. Oh wait, this will be a funny joke to take a rip at Trump and then back to a serious point. Yeah, like just stay on point. You didn't have to make the joke. I get your. I don't comedian, even think she was making a funny. I think she was just like. To me, it didn't even come off as her making funny. It was all complete rant. It's like you just yeah, kind well, of her making fun of uh, Trump, doing it, like the sarcastic joke of Trump to try to make it funny. Yeah, but it's, to me, it's just like it didn't come off as funny. It just came mm-hmm. 
dove into yeah. complaining about Trump and then back mm-hmm. onto your point. It's like, yeah, there's this su- section that mm-hmm. didn't need to be in there because exactly. there was, it didn't have anything to do with your point. Well, this is where I turn it on to you guys. Let us know what you guys think if you have not already. This is one of those topics that I love where we did the same thing with the Henry Cavill yeah. argument. Well, not argument. His whole thing were with the um, not necessarily Me Too, but him just talking about how it's different for a single actor to approach girls now because yeah. of what's going on. I really like the comments we got in that one. Some nice conversation going back and forth. No one kind of yelling at each other. Let's try to have the same thing here. Let us know what you guys think down below in the comment section. And, Johnny, let's move on into our last segment. And I had to re-record the beginning because I said J-Man, which I'm not ashamed that I call you that. Um, But the first thing that I thought of was, do I want to call you J-Man for the people now coming in on YouTube? They don't know your name. I'm assuming that they can read. They've got the little I think so, but I can't read, so. But, okay. like, who cares? Like, sometimes sometimes reading articles, I screw up. In this podcast, I said, instead of presently, I said presently. Presently. So obviously, I cannot read as well, but... Before Joke's we, on you. I can't read. <laughs> before we get into it, it just reminds me of... Uh, um, Blue streak, and he called me dumb and ugly, and he said I couldn't read good. <laughs> little Dave Chappelle line for you there. But before we get into some Game of Thrones action to end out the podcast, got to go ahead and say, please, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on podcast services around the world, I know you guys have Apple accounts, even if you're an Android person. I know you have an Apple account, or you might not use it, but you have it somewhere. Please go over to iTunes and Apple Podcasts and rate and review the Rick and Johnny Podcast. I hope we're giving you that five-star treatment that we aim for each and every week. But make sure to go over there or go over there and let us know how we really did. It really means the world to us. But Johnny talking a little Game of Thrones here on the podcast. And I think it's been what, two weeks, three weeks? Um, since we talked a little Game of Thrones here on the podcast, I'm going to have up there, I actually think it is three weeks, because um, last week we didn't, and then the week before that was our full, almost Marvel podcast, but we've already talked about getting ready for season eight of Game of Thrones. We've already talked about Daenerys, and kind of like, what does she have to lose? Because every single season, she loses something, or True something that. happens to her. So, what we're talking about today is we get the official tease, Crypts of Winterfell. You sent it to me. You were so hyped for it. I'm like, Johnny, i already seen it. I can't wait for it. Oh, my God. But we got to talk about it, Johnny. I think we do a little bit. And the first thing I want to ask you, because the first thing I did ask you was, where do we start with this, Johnny? Like, there's not enough to go into anything, but there's enough to speculate about some things. And the part where I am going to start with you mm-hmm. has to do with what many people are asking about this trailer. Where is Bran Stark? So you tell me, what are you thinking? Why is Bran Stark not here? Because if you haven't seen it, it's down below. But if you'd rather have me describe it to you because you're an audio listener, basically it starts out, you see Jon Snow walking through the crypts of Winterfell he walks by some old statues of his mom, his dad, well, his mom, quotations, his dad, quotations, and then 
he kind of hears something behind him. He goes forward. And then it's Sansa and Arya all standing in front of what would be their statues in the crypts of Winterfell. Then at the end, the Winds of Winter comes in, blows out the torch, torch. that John is holding. And then they all stand there like, okay, we are ready to fight the Night King and the White Walkers that are coming in. So, Johnny, with that being said, why is Bran not there? Why is it only John, Sansa, and Arya? Because no one wants to push the wheelchair. No, no. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that's kind of because a if joke. we because if we had him, then Sam's got to be there, and Sam totally kills the mood. He does. Sam, <laughs> Sam is just gross. Come on, Sam. Sam's got to push the wheelchair. His comedy totally ruins the mood that we're going. Exactly. For. No, um, I think this is more. So get as you and I know, and probably a lot of them know. They record what was it f- five extra hours mm-hmm. each episode just to throw people off. just to throw people off so that people who are don't actually the papar- know the paparazzis paparazzi don't actually know what's going on mm-hmm. there. I like how you just seamlessly went into that accent. I heard I did that, and then I just like I'm gonna keep going with it to the end of the sentence. Um, but I think what they're doing, this is all just symbolism. Mm-hmm. None of it's actually really going to happen. The symbology behind Sim- it. The symbology <laughs> about it. Um, you want me to go back in the accent, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I bring it from Boondock Saints, where one of the cops in that movie goes, so uh, what's the symbology here? Symbolic. And then William Defoe's character goes, the symbolism. I believe the word you are looking for is symbolism. What is the symbolism? So that's why I say symbology. But go ahead yeah. with what you were saying. Um, this is all just symbolisms of mm-hmm. what is actually going. Like, symbolisms to what exactly? Like, don't just say of what. Give me like what you're thinking with this. Like how they're gonna die. Is that what you're thinking? Um, I think it's. It almost to me it comes down to a. You need to face and mm-hmm. face the Night King because, like, they turn around, draw you're their swords, facing death. Yeah, you're facing death. You're staring right death now. in the face. Yeah, well, because the they see their death statues. Mm-hmm. They all they they hear something behind them. The torch goes out and everything, and everything's frosting over. And the two of them draw their swords. Mm-hmm. Like it's either, yeah, it's sort of a you're facing death. Is either you got to fight fight death. Or you're going to end up like this. And the other one, like you pointed out too, which is an interesting one, is, Mm -hmm. and I'll get to another point about that of why it does but doesn't matter. Um, You see Sansa, you see Arya statues, they look like them Mm -hmm. in the actual thing. John's looks kind of old, the beard looks thicker. Mm -hmm. But again, like you look at Ned's statue, it looks. Not really anything like him. Like, mm-hmm. it has the hair, has the body features. The face doesn't look a lot like him, and it's just really d- kind of almost done poorly. And Arya, I remember her t- saying that they got it all wrong. It doesn't look like Dad. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm gonna that throw, could just mean nothing. I'm going to throw this out there. Yes. And this just popped into my head. What if this is them, if we're going on the whole symbolism thing? Yeah. What if this was them... Making like making that comparison. Okay, his statue in this is the same as Ned, where it doesn't look like him. Mm-hmm. But the thing that you also look at is it looks older. Yeah. What if this is 
So what if it's this? Each person is looking into the mirror and looking into death's eyes. What if this is saying that Sansa and Arya are not confident they like are not confident that they're going to win this battle. So that's why they see younger versions of themselves. Like they're going to die here. Like they're going to die. Like the realistic option we could die here and we're not confident. Yeah. Enough, where this may be showing a the confidence of Jon Snow that we are going to get through this and pre- not preserve but we're going to push on through this. The word is escaping me at the moment. But also, what if they did that statue thing to make it look similar to Ned? Where it's like, if you're going to live through this, you're going to grow up into, I'm going to say your father's footsteps. Because father. And that's well, and that's why, going back to an article that I saw on Screen Rant, where they <clears> said, <throat> is Jon Snow's parentage not going to matter in season eight? And I know you said like, well, then why did you tell us? Like, of course, it's going to matter. Like, why did we make such a big fucking deal Here, about here's it? Here's what I'm going to say. Didn't yeah. read the article. So I don't know if this is said in the article. But what I think on that point is, what if it becomes like it doesn't matter because Jon Snow, in the end, will relate to Ned? Will be like, you know what? Like, yeah, like, what? let's say when he finds out. Mm-hmm. That these are my parents. It might send him through a thought process. But what if he comes to the realization where it's like, hey, you know what? I am a Stark. Like, that is who I am. That was what I was raised to be. Like, I know I was the bastard child and that was hard. But, like, in the end, I am a Stark. And what if he aligns himself with Ned in the end? And that's why we're seeing this is kind of them teasing that. Could be. Because the statues, oh, don't look like each other. Kind of like how Ned's didn't look like him. Could be. Um, My guess is just, like, mostly, like, I'm leaning... First, I'm just kind of leaning towards, hey, it's just they... I like yours where it's like, well, they're seeing, like, their confidence mm-hmm. of how... If they're going to make it through this. Yeah. Which I'm kind of surprised with Arya being so young, mm-hmm. but maybe she see Like, with this type of imminent threat, this is not her... She's never faced something like this no, before. No, and this is not her, like, specialty. Yeah, she may face the many-faced... Sort of faced the many-faced god, yeah. but... not Nothing like this. And that's... And it's, she's more of, like, a an assassin-type mm-hmm. fighter anyways. Well, and it shows this, too. Yeah. Of... Like, I would say confidence levels out of the three, mm-hmm. I would say John has the most confidence overall. Arya has the second most confidence overall. And Sansa's. And Sansa literally has no confidence. Yeah. Well, she has a little bit now, but, like, has never really had confidence. She was in, yeah, she wasn't very confident. But what this is showing— For, a, for what, a long time. I wouldn't say ever. Like, when she was a kid, she seemed very snobby. Yeah, but that was, confident. like, kind of like— that was more up like until rich like, kid uppity is what yeah, I saw that as. But up then, until like, she like got had to dumped, go through some real well, hard dump times. By, the second like she got pushed aside by Joffrey for someone else, she and was then going through everything. Was, and then going everything with Ramsay. Yeah, exactly. That I get like tell, all. Tell me you love me, Rick. Tell me you love me. Yes, sir. <laughs> tell me you love me, Rick. Oh God, you you just know how to just pierce through. And just like you do the creepy okay, voice bastard. very well, yeah, you do the creepy voice very well. But <laughs> even you. going through that, 
Like, that is when, like, right after Ramsey. Thank you for bringing my wife back to me. Is when she, like, got any sort of confidence yeah. in my mind. After Ramsey was killed. Yeah. And I mean, was where her confidence started to build back up. The thing that this could also be showing, if we're going off of that with Arya, is kind of the opposite of, like, throughout this entire C- series, she has been confident, but she still has that, like, sense of doubt within her or at some if she's facing something that is so strong she has some sort of doubt that kind of shows this where john i feel like this could be symbolism for i feel like he's always like maybe not at the very beginning but for the longest time now has been the most confident will face any threat in his way and is going to believe he is going to come out on the other i end. feel like it all like like all started to where it's the opposite in confidence now. Like, John's was way down here. He was the bastard. He was nothing. Mm-hmm. And through everything yeah. he's done, he's gained his confidence to where he is now. Because Arya was, was kind of in the blind, middle. Blind confidence, Well, though. she was in the middle because, like, mm-hmm. she liked things that girls weren't supposed to like. Yes. She did things girls weren't supposed to do. And Ned supported it mm-hmm. on the side to where he got her a sword fighter. Mm-hmm. They called it dancing lessons. Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. And as she went through... She gained her confidence to where mm. she is, like Those right below John. Like, I loved her so. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. All her, her uh, fencing, yeah, teacher. fencing teacher. I just he was one of my favorite. Characters. And she's had multiple people teach her how to fight mm-hmm. since then, even up till like she became an apostle. I would say almost an apostle, the many faced God. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, the many faced God, not yeah. the no face. Um, Oh, that and was Sansa. Sario uh, Farrell. Yeah. I remember that. I probably said his first name wrong, but yeah, probably. I looked it up. Oh, uh, but then the final one was Sansa. She, like you said, it was an uppity, rich girl type one, but mm-hmm. she still had the most confidence. And now she's kind of below everyone mm-hmm. because of everything that's happened to her. Because of the shit she and went And I through. get it. And I get that. I understand why, why it would be so low. It's just mm-hmm. that I'm just saying it kind of swapped levels. But back wasn't, to the- Wasn't she- uh... I'm confidence with Ramsey though. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Did did he rape her? Yeah, I technically. Was, technically, he did. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, in that type That's of right. era and mm-hmm. everything, it was his wife, so he can do what yeah, he no, wants no, no, with no. her. But, but I'm just yeah, saying, like, because didn't we have a scene where she was crying during it? Yeah, like he kind of forced himself on her. Yeah, he like, did. I'm just. Refreshing my memory a little bit. Yeah, no, he did. Okay. Like, like going through that, it's like, holy crap. He did. And, and you had to go through that. Yeah, and I'm not saying anything, but I'm just saying where they're... Yeah. Low, I she was, went through... I was just... Her confidence level went from it. here and started d- taking a nosedive mm-hmm. until she finally... Ramsey's dead. She got to become the Lady of Winterfell. And it kind of... Shut up. I wouldn't say it shut up, but it like it started going back for, up. For her, though, like it where was it was, shoot up, it was yeah. a shoot up, but yeah. it wasn't like anywhere near what we've seen. Um... But what I was going to say, we never answered mm. the question, where do I think Bran yeah. is? We just went off into John Snow. Went off in the way, everything yeah. else. That's usually Bran's what already, this does. Here's a here's one mm. that I think about. Bran's not there because Bran's already dead. He's the three-eyed raven. He is no longer Bran. He, kind of the same thing I'm thinking about. He so, doesn't consider himself Bran anymore. He, he's not he's a like, Stark He's like, oh, welcome, welcome back, Stark. You're now the heir of this thing. I don't want it. Yeah. I don't. I'm not taking it because I'm not a Stark anymore. He he doesn't. Three-eyed Raven. Yeah. So that's where I think why part of the reason Mm Bran's not there anymore because to him it doesn't matter. I'm not a Stark. I am now the Three-eyed Raven. Mm -hmm. I mean, I that's where I would go with is that he's not a Stark. 
Yeah. He is, and I don't mean to reiterate what you're saying, but yeah, he's the three-eyed raven. I know that there's other people um, that have said like, oh, well, he's not there because he's already there. Like he goes into vision mode and can already see it. that, That too, but I mean... Again, this is all also just to me. It's all symbology, as mm-hmm. we call it. <laughs> yeah, the symbology of everything. But I mean, but no, yeah, it's all the symbolism of of like of many things. Because mm-hmm. walking through the crypts, it's about death, and they I mean, see wheeling, their own. wheeling through the crypts just doesn't have the same. Uh, doesn't hit you quite the same as walking. Exactly. <laughs> And I'm I mean, joking. By don't the got way. them wheels yeah. down in them crypts over there. <laughs> oh, look at you trying to get some of the rhymes on that. Um, but I mean, yeah, I just think that I don't know what I'm doing with that. There's a part of it that is, yeah, the these three are the more like dramatic, like I'm gonna fight you head on characters, where Brand's gonna be more of like the best way we had it um, explained was by. Um, Charlie, who's a emergency awesome, great channel. Um, he said that like Bran is going to be more of like this wizard, epic mind wizard battle, is how he said it That'd be with awesome. the Night King. Um, so that's why I don't think Bran is down there. But I will ask you this to end it hmm. with this teaser: How many of these three die? How many of these three die at the end of season eight because of this teaser? I'm honestly completely unsure about Sansa and Arya, but I think John's going to make it through. John's going to the throne. That's what I think. I think John's going to the throne. Uh, I'm debatable which one is going to, like, if it's Sansa or Arya, I think one of them's going to die. I think both of them die. You think both? Mm Mm-hmm. You don't think, like, he's going to give Arya the Warden of the North or something? Maybe. May- Take after dad, you can finally do be who you want to be. If anybody dies, or wardeness, if I had to pick one of them, mm-hmm. Arya dies. You think Arya? Yeah, I do. Why do you think that? Because I just I feel like she's gonna be that one where it's like out of the two, Sansa and Arya, she's gonna be the one to die on the battlefield, or it's gonna be a miscalculation on her part. Well, because she's been very calculated in her moves, kind of like an assassin. Um, it'll be a miscalculation, and then a White Walker will kill her. I almost want to um, say Sansa, because I feel like they're going to maybe let Arya... Maybe let Arya... I would, li- I would like that, because then it kind of pulls into that Ned thing, but I just I feel like Sansa is going to be the one... If any of them ends as the Queen or King of Winterfell... It's Sansa. Uh, the only reason I was saying that, though, is because it might bring a nice tie-in mm-hmm. later on with her getting the, finishing her list. Mm-hmm. Cersei's still on her list. Or. Or. Think about this. Or. Cersei and Arya kill each other. How they do you both think, die together. How do you think Cersei's going to kill Arya? They, what if it's kind of one of those things where, because how many times have we seen you think you've got Cersei? And she gets you first. True. Well, this could be something where this time the person actually got Cersei, but Cersei still got her. What if she gets Cersei and the mountain gets her? Maybe. Because the mountain's still a thing, Maybe. too. Here's what I'm going to throw out, and this is why I originally said both of them. Mm-hmm. John lives. Daenerys lives. Daenerys gets the Iron Throne. John, because Sansa and Arya are dead, 
and because of what I've already said, where they're making the statue kind of look resembling An a lot John. of, well, not just that, there's a lot of things in common with Ned's statue and Ned, Ned, Ned. What, Ned, if, Ned, it, Ned, what Ned. if it becomes, hey, I know I'm a Targaryen, you're a Targaryen, both of us have claim to the Iron Throne. What if we end this? We end this stupid bickering between the North and the South. What if we can do it to where because they already have a romance together? Mm-hmm. What if Daenerys and John are the keys to uniting the land? Uniting the what five or seven is it? I think I'm taking think things seven. from different. Uniting the seven? No, I think that's. I think I'm taking Aquaman. I think it's only five. I don't know. Correct me down below. I think unite the seven is from Aquaman and it's the seven kingdoms. But basically it uniting would be, everybody. It would be if, you know, two of those kingdoms weren't dead. Yeah. Or U- one of them. Uniting those kingdoms. And in the end, we see Daenerys on the Iron Throne. John seeing, I yes, I, ha- and this is why the parentage might not count mm-hmm. or might not matter of, yes, I know I'm technically Targaryen blood. But I relate more to Stark. I am going to stay up here and be the Warden of the North. Or it might not matter because he's proven himself to be, mm-hmm. and the, it's the people that want him. What if it's just he gets the Iron Throne and he's the king of everything? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. What mm-hmm. if instead of, like, this isn't just John because of his parentage. This mm-hmm. is John because he's earned it. He's already made him, they've already made him king of the North, mm-hmm. which he didn't want the title, but... He's doing it. He doesn't do it for correct glory me if I'm or wrong, anything. He does you, it for the people. Correct me if I'm wrong. Could yeah. you see John, if he had the choice, passing the Iron Throne to Daenerys and not wanting it? Not wanting it and saying, you know what? You take it. I'll be Warden of the North. I could see him doing that. But, but just like his character and who he is. I could see him doing that because he does, but he does everything for the people. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't care about titles and all it's that shit because he never had it. He does everything for the people and they mm-hmm. made him their leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said that right. I thought I said it wrong. Mm-hmm. So I would feel like if the people wanted John as their leader... And he like did that. It was through all the five or seven mm-hmm. or whatever number yeah. um, kingdom. Just kingdoms the kingdoms. there are, huh? Just the, the kingdoms. kingdoms. Whatever, whatever kingdoms there mm-hmm. are. Because I don't know who's even left, anyways. Mm-hmm. At the oh. moment, I, I have to go recap. Also, I have to tell you. Yeah. Last Game of Thrones discussion we had, where we were talking about Daenerys. Yeah. You were a hundred and ten percent correct. Um, when you were talking about um. Iron Isles, Uncle Iron Isles. Yeah, Uncle. You were right because it was on TV. Yeah. Um, about a week after we did that, uh-huh. and it was the scene with the White Walker where they bring it to Cersei and show it. And I completely forgot about this. You remembered it. He gets up and says, "Fuck this! I'm going to an island where that thing can't touch me." Yeah. Little does he know they'll just freeze the water and walk right over. Yeah. Um, but I was like, "Holy shit, Johnny was right. I was wrong." He did say, fuck this shit. I'm getting out of here. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking my people back. But I think that was also the diversion where he's supposed to go get mm-hmm. the Golden Company okay. elephants and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if he really did go back. Oh, that was, it looked like it was pretty serious. As like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. If the, no, because that was his plan. It's like, if these things fucking start taking over, mm-hmm. I'm on an island. I don't have to fucking worry about this. Yeah. 
That's and all. it looked like he was. I was like, "Oh man, Johnny was right. I totally forgot." No, yeah, that he went ahead and basically said, that. said, "Fuck this." Any final things that you think we did not touch with this, or anything with Game of Thrones season eight that you're like, "Hey, I want to mention this," and we didn't talk about it. I got one for you. Okay, we're gonna we're all gonna need therapy after the after yes. this April. Mm-hmm. Got Game of Thrones season eight and Endgame. When does let's see. GOT season eight. When's the last April 4th, episode? Oh, last that? episode. I don't know. The it's only six episodes. Episode. So basically, if you get a calendar up, so it's going to be the weeks. last episode's going to be May nineteenth. May nineteenth. So Avengers Endgame. Do we even know an exact date? April twenty something. Is that the twenty sixth? Yep. April twenty sixth. So April twenty sixth will be right before the third episode. I will be scheduling my therapy session for the 27th. So right at right before the third episode is when we'll have Avengers Endgame. And then after that weekend, it'll be the last three episodes of Game of Thrones. Wow, only six episodes. This season's going to fly right by. I know, but it's going to fly right by. It is. You do know that, right? Oh, I do. Like this, this season is just going to... Fly and breeze by because we'll have so little, little itty bitty. Such um, a small season. Seasons. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? No, I'm excited about this. Um, nervous, but excited. Well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think, obviously, down below in that comment section. Make sure to also comment about anything um, that we talked about in this podcast. Also, thank you guys for checking us out, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on um, podcast services. Around the world, make sure to hit us up on Patreon, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts to review us. Twitter, the website, mostvaluablepodcast.com. Twitter is at mostvaluablepod. Um, you can also hit up our store at mostvaluablepodcast. We got a ton of stuff for you guys. We're here every single day for you guys. Let us know what you guys think. We love being here. But for Johnny, Ricky Widmer, as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.